Amen. Grab your Bibles this morning. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Uh, uh, we've got a, a, a shorter time, uh, but, but we've got a, a message I want you to hear. Uh, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. But we're going to get there. If you will listen fast, I will preach fast. Say amen. amen. If we run out of time, that means you didn't listen fast enough. Oh, yeah, y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all need some Red Bull this morning. Y'all didn't laugh. That was funny right there, and you, you missed it right there. Now, listen, here's what we want to do. Here's what we want to do. Uh, today is a day that we celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate life, life. Uh, and I know, I know the message is going to seem, in the beginning, it's going to seem like it's opposed to what we're supposed to be talking about and what we're supposed to be uh, dealing with this morning. But I have found this out, that the only way to appreciate the warm is to feel a little cold. Are y'all with me? And when we had the tornadoes, when we had the tornadoes and we didn't have no electricity and we had to take cold showers, that sure made me appreciate that hot water heater. And this is what I want to do. I want you to appreciate life. I want you to appreciate what Jesus did on the cross. I want you to appreciate the resurrection. And the only way to appreciate the resurrection is to look at the alternative. Look at where we would have been if it hadn't have been for Jesus. Amen. So let's do this. Let's begin reading 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and look in verse number 20. Verse number 20. But now. But now. Now, they, they, the, the church at Corinth had received bad teaching saying that there was no resurrection. That, that once you die, it was all over. Paul is refuting that. And he is teaching them, and this is one of the greatest chapters, the whole chapter. And if you have time when you go home, read the whole chapter. Uh, But he is saying, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept, or those that have died. For since by man came what? Death. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming, then cometh the end. When he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is... Whoop! Let's all read that again. That sounds so good. Say it with me. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. One more time. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so grateful for your mercy. I'm so grateful for your touch this morning. I have thoroughly enjoyed the singing. Lord, it has blessed my soul. I loved every song that we sung this morning. 
I love the spirit that's in this place right now. I love the crowd. I love seeing the people. Uh, Lord, it's been, a, it's been a rough year. But we're so glad to know that you're on the throne, that none of this has taken you by surprise, that you're in control, and everything's all right in the Father's house. And I pray that you'll bless your word today, encourage your people, strengthen them, edify them. And Lord, those that don't know you as their Savior, I pray today will be the day that they come to know you in sweet fellowship and salvation. I pray your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to take just a few moments to preach on the subject, the last enemy. The last enemy. And if you will give, uh, be patient with me, the beginning is going to sound kind of dreary and it's going to sound a little dismal. But let me get to the end of the story. Don't stop halfway through the book. Don't stop halfway through the movie. Wait till the ending. Somebody say amen. I know the devil thinks he's got everything under control and the devil thinks he's winning. But I have read the back of the book and everything's going to be all right. This enemy that we face, this enemy that we all have to deal with. uh, Listen, a, a, a dictionary definition of the word death is a permanent cessation of all vital functions or the end of life. The end of life, this death that we have to deal with. There's a few things that the Bible teaches us about death. Number one, death is sure. Death is sure. The Bible says, Hebrews 9, 27, And as it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment, where it is an appointment for every man. And that appointment is death. Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, God is telling Abra- or excuse me, Adam and all of mankind that in the sweat of our face that we will eat bread. Till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Psalm eighty nine forty eight. What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? That's a question. What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? What does that mean? We're all going to face this day. Everybody's going to face this day. Ecclesiastes 8, 8. There is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit. Neither hath he power in the day of death. And there is no discharge in that war. Neither shall wickedness deliver those that are given to it. What does that mean? When that day comes, when our hour comes, we have no power to keep it. We have no power to hold on to our life. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying nobody is going to get out of this thing alive. Death is sure. Death is sure for all of us. If Jesus tarries his coming, listen, uh, we're all going to die. This is something we all are going to deal with. We're all going to face. Death is sure. Number two, death is scary. Death is scary. Job 18 tells us and calls it the king of terrors. His confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle and it shall bring him to the king of terrors. Of all the things that causes us fear, death is the king. Of all the things that make us worry, death is the king. People will spend all that they have to hold on to one more minute of life. They will do whatever is possible, whatever needs to be done to try to hold on. Why? Because death is scary. Hebrews 2.14 
God said that it keeps us in bondage. For, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. And through death he might destroy him that hath power over death, that is the devil, and deliver them, watch this now, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Bondage is slavery. Richard, what are you saying? He's saying because of death, we are held in bondage to the chains of fear. And listen, fear will paralyze you. And there's nothing more paralyzing than the king of terrors, which is death. Death is sure. Death is scary. Unfortunately, number three, death is soon. Death is soon. Job 9.25. Job says, Now my days are swifter than a post. They flee away. They see no good. A post was a runner. A post was a messenger who would take the message and run to the next place. And they had to be quick. They had to be fast. And, and Job is saying, my days are as quick as a runner. They are flying by. How many of y'all know that in life, life is quickly passing us by? It seems like yesterday I was, I was looking forward to getting my driver's license. It seems like yesterday, it seems like yesterday that I was walking out of the delivery room holding Jordan and now I'm FaceTiming with her baby. Time is flying by. Death will soon come. Psalm 39.5 Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth. He's saying, my time on earth is about as, is about as long as a handbreadth. James 4.14 Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? Look at this question, guys. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. When some of you got in the shower this morning and, and took your shower and you got out, there was a mist that was on the mirror. There was a fog that was on the mirror, but in just a few moments it was gone. You know what the, you know what the Word teaches us? That our life is like that vapor. It appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Death is sure. Death is soon. Death is scary. Now so far, this has been a pretty gloomy sermon. But how many of y'all know I'm exactly right? We are correct. Listen, you can't, you can't avoid reality by ignoring reality. But let's, let's learn a few more things. Let's learn a few more things. I'm just going to kind of go as an introduction until we get to point number three. And then we're going to preach just a little bit, Okay. Number one, we see the cause of death. What's the point? Why do we have to die? Why do we have to have funerals? Why do we have to face this scary king of terror? Because we see in 1 Corinthians where we just read verse number 21. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Where did death come from? It came from Adam. In the very beginning in the garden, we see Romans 5.12. Wherefore, as by one man sin, say that with me, for by one man sin entered into the world. Sin entered into the world. When Adam decided to disobey God, when Adam decided to rebel against the commandment of God and the one rule that he had, not eating the fruit, 
sin entered into the world. Well, when sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. James 1, 15, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Watch this now. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying death came because of sin. Death came in the beginning because of sin. We go to funerals because of sin. We go to hospitals because of sin. We have hospice because of sin. We have to deal with disease because of sin. We have to deal with grief because of sin. We have to deal with separation because of sin. There's a day we'll have to say goodbye because of sin. The wage of sin is death. Every man is a sinner. Every man is a sinner. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that doeth good. There is none that seeketh after God according to the scripture. And because every man is a sinner, every man will die. We have to face this king of terrors. We have to face this difficult time. We have to face this scary situation because of sin. Before sin, there was no death. Before the rebellion of Adam, things was perfect in paradise. But because of his rejection of God's command and his rebellion, every man must die. The cause of death. The cause of death. But then number two, we're here today to celebrate the conqueror of death. Hallelujah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. Things are fixing to pick up. I know it's dismal right now. I know, I know in the first few days the disciples were discouraged, but Sunday's coming. Listen, look what it says. It says in verse 20, but now, say that with me, but now is Christ risen from the dead. Let me read that again. That sounded so good. Christ is risen from the dead. And become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, that man is Adam. So since by Adam came death because of his sin, by another man, that man, Jesus Christ, came life. Are y'all with me? Well, because Adam sinned, we're going to have to die. But because Jesus, the perfect man who never sinned, we get to live. We have a conqueror. His name is Jesus. Hebrews chapter, boy, I feel God right there. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For as much then as they are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Watch this now. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. Somebody say amen. Amen. 2 Timothy 1.10 
but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death. Say that with me. Who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I love Revelation 1.18. Jesus is saying, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And had the keys of hell and of death. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying because I'm a sinner, I'm going to have to die. Because I'm a sinner, I'm going to have to face death. But there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There is a friend who is a refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. There is a Savior and His name is Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus, I'm going to rise again. Give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Glory to God. That's good right there. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be dignified, but I just can't help it. Yes, amen. Number three. Now that was the introduction. Now here's the message. Here's the message. Let me check the clock. Amen. All right. Look, number three. Number three. We saw the cause of death. The cause of death. Are we all on the same page? Does everybody know why we're going to have to die? We're sinners. And the wage of sin is death. But how many of y'all are glad that there was someone who conquered death on our behalf? On the third day, he rose again. Listen, hell couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't tie him down. At just the right time, at just the right place, Jesus walked out of that grave. Amen. And by the way, they didn't roll the stone out so he could get out. It's so we could go in and see that he was out. Yes, amen. Look here. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Here we go. What is the conclusion of death? What is the conclusion of death? Look here. Look here. Let me give you something. It's not really in the notes, but you need to know this. You need to know this. In verse number 20... In verse number 20, it says, But now is Christ risen from the dead. Now watch this next phrase. And become the, what's that word? First fruits. And become the first fruits of them that slept, or those that have died. Now, in order to understand that, you got to go back and look at the law. And you had to look at what the, the Israelites were commanded to do. When they have harvest time, are y'all with me? When they have harvest time, and it's time to gather the grain or gather the wheat or gather the corn, gather their harvest in. They were to take a small portion, a small portion of their harvest. They couldn't even gather the harvest yet. They had to take a small portion of their harvest, a small portion of the wheat or the barley or whatever it was they were harvesting, and they were to take it to God and offer it to God as a representative of all of the rest of the harvest. If that makes sense, amen. They are saying, God, we recognize that this came from you. We recognize that all of this belongs to you. Here is a representative portion of all the rest. Now what that meant was this is a little bit of what's to come. Y'all didn't hear me. Because some of y'all would be shouting right now. In other words, in other words, this is just a small portion of what's to come. And if, whoo, 
if Jesus is the first fruit, he is just a small portion of what's to come. That means there's going to be a greater harvest of people who are going to get up out of that grave. He's not going to be the only one to come out of the grave alive. There's going to be a harvest of souls of people to come out of somebody. Say amen. Now that's not even in those. I'm not even going to charge you for that one. That's extra. Say amen. Now what does this truth do for us? What is this truth? What is the resurrection? What does this all mean? And, and what can we take from this? What is in it for me? I know that sounds awful selfish, but I'm just going to tell you, sometimes I need to know some things. So what does it mean for me? What, is it, what does it mean for me that Jesus got up from the grave? Well, write this down. A, what happened because of Jesus getting out of the grave, Jesus rising from the dead, Jesus having power over death? Well, what did we say? What do we say about death? It is scary. Come on now. It's scary. Let's just be honest. It's the king of terrors. The Bible said it. I don't have to worry about how you feel about it. The Bible said it. Amen. And the Bible said that people are held in bondage by fear because of death. Right? But because Jesus got up from the grave, the dread... The dread is demolished. He has taken the fear out of death. Why did, how did he take the fear out of death? Because he removed his stinger. We're going to shout one day, oh death, oh death, where is thy victory? Oh grave, where's thy victory? Where is thy sting? Are y'all with me? Now look what it says. Psalm 116, verse 15. Now before, before Jesus got up from the grave, death was scary. Death was a dreadful thing to think about. It was the king of terrors. But now we see precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality. By the way, that's at our resurrection. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in. Say it again. Death is swallowed up in. Oh, death, where is thy? Oh, grave, where is thy? Oh, yes. One day, one day. Whoa, hallelujah, one day I'm going to step out from whatever grave they put me in with my brand new glorified body, my immortal body, my body that can never be corrupted again, and I'm going to turn around and look at that hole in the ground, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you ain't got me now. Where is your sting? Where is your sting? How many of y'all know what a, a, a bee is? How many of y'all know what a southern red wasp is? One day I was looking at, y'all know those old swing sets, those old aluminum swing sets with the circles and they had the caps on them. How you know them caps will rot off? And that's a bee's favorite house. And you, as a little kid, you got to look into that. Yeah, y'all know. Yeah, I did. And yeah, he did. My mama come home and my whole side of my head was swole shut. He hit me with a stinger. 
And from that point on, them things scared me to death. But you know what? This is what happened. Death is like that red wasp. Death is like that red wasp. It'll scare you. It'll scare you. But when you get saved, God takes that red wasp and snatches his stinger out. Now, death can still fly around and buzz around and try to scare you. But all you got to do is look death in the face and say, you ain't got no stinger. You can't scare me. How do you know? Look what Paul said. <laughs> Look what Paul said. He said in Philippians 1.21, he said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is Amen. Philippians 1.23, for I am in a strait betwixt two, leaving, uh, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far. Amen. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, it's far better. Why? Preacher, I'll be with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What, what are you saying? I'm not afraid to die anymore. I'm not afraid of death. It's not the king of terrors anymore. The dread is gone. Listen, you can't threaten me with death because you'll just be threatening me with heaven. And all God's people say it. Say, why ain't you afraid? Because God done pulled a stinger. <laughs> now, now, it didn't mean it didn't sting because it stung Jesus. But when it stung Jesus, he took the stinger away. And all that terror Jesus faced. All that terror Jesus faced and dealt with so you don't have to. And all God's people see it. Listen, watch this. Watch this. Death. <clears throat> because of the resurrection, dread is demolished. B, because of the resurrection, the dead are delivered. The dead are delivered. You remember what we said? But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For as in Adam, verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Alive. Hosea 13, 14. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from This is what God tells old death. Sir, Mr. Death, I will be thy plagues. Old grave, I will be thy destruction. Revelation 21, 4. There's probably not a soul in this room unless you're a little itty bitty, little itty bitty person that's not stood in front of a grave and cried their eyes out. You see, death affects everybody. But look what it says. Revelation 21.4 And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. You know what that means? Because of the resurrection, we can walk up to that casket. And if our loved one knows the Lord Jesus Christ, we can say this right here. This is not goodbye. 
This is not goodbye. This is our see you in a little while. <laughs> that don't mean nothing to you unless you got someone over there waiting on you. The greatest encouragement, the greatest help you'll ever have is to know, hey, this is just going to be a little while. I'll see you in the morning. That resurrection morning. <laughs> Why? Because the dead are delivered. When Jesus got up, that means we're going to get up. Let me give you a last one because I done went over time. <clears throat> Listen. Because Jesus got up, the dread is demolished. The dead are delivered. And thank God, death is destroyed. Destroyed. Now, why is that important? We don't have to worry about it no more. Look, 1 Corinthians 15, 26. 1 Corinthians 15, 26. The last enemy that shall be... Come on, it's it's plain English. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is Isaiah 25, 8. He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God shall wipe away tears from all the faces. And the rebuke of his people shall be taken away from off the earth. For the Lord has spoken in. Revelation 20, verse 14. Hallelujah goes right here. And death, say it with me, and yeah, that king of terrors, that thing that is sure and soon, that thing that keeps us up at night, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm telling you, death is soon. Death is sure. And if you don't know Jesus, death is scary. But I'm here to declare unto you that one faced death and conquered it. One has faced death and overcome it. And he is waiting on this side to take your hand. When you get to that place, And because he's already been there, he knows the way. And when it comes your day and it comes your time, the Lord Jesus will take you by the hand and he will lead you to the other side. You're not going to face that day alone. You're not going to face that day by yourself. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, can we give God praise and glory and honor?